And welcome back to Local News Live. Great TV correspondent, Nicole Newman. Nicole, you recently traveled to Missouri to report on a program that is helping people struggling with drug addiction. This particular program, yes, it's in Missouri. It spans four counties. It's through the Douglas County Health Department, and it spans Douglas, Ozark, Wright, and Texas counties. And it's called a community navigator program. So essentially, there are two community navigators that are over, each have two counties. One is over Douglas and Ozark. The other is over Texas and Wright counties. And basically, what their mantra and their goal is, is for anyone who is struggling with substance abuse, um, regardless of what it is that you are using and why you're using, um, they try to remove those barriers that are keeping people addicted. In this particular area, um, for the people that will see this in Missouri, they know this is especially a rural area. So there's um, lack of access to care. And one of the things I found out that when I was there and talking to the two community navigators, as well as um, the person who is kind of over the program, is that um, they're dealing with a lot of generational issues, whether that's mental health or whether that's some sort of trauma. Um, the woman that I spoke to in my piece, her name's Melissa Evans, and she is recovering from uh, methamphetamine abuse. Um, I thought she was incredibly courageous and very um, poised on camera to you know, share her story, but it's, something that they're seeing a lot there, which is why they chose to create these positions and they were able to secure the funding for them. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of areas across the country can relate to some of those issues they're having in rural parts of, of Missouri. What are some of those barriers that uh, you were reporting on that are preventing people from maybe getting the help that they need without the use of a program like this? Uh, one is really um, seeing care they don't really have specialists in these um, respective areas. And, um, you know, the pandemic is also um, adding an added hardship because the wait time for them to get them into facilities across the state is much longer. I think I was told at one of the facilities, there's um, hundreds of people, three to, three to 400 people that are waiting in line to get into that facility. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing is um, finances. Um, you know, whether that's they don't have the money to get gas in their car to get to these appointments or just gas to get transportation, period. Um, and so basically everything is just like if you're in the program and I'm your community navigator, what are Ryan's triggers? What are the barriers that are keeping him from being able to stay clean? And that's what I work to mitigate with you to, to remove those barriers to help you with that. Well, that's great information. How did this program form? They saw a need. That, that's essentially what it is. They saw a need. Um, and I believe um, there were, so there were task force meetings that were held in 2019. So this program launched in 2020. So it's a fairly new program. Um, it, the task force meetings were held in 2019. And then in 2020, through Missouri Foundation for Health Funding, they were able to create these two positions. And right now what they wanna do is they see the need for it. They created these positions. Now they wanna make sure that people know that they exist. And so that was kind of where I came into play where they're like, you know, I'm asking them, you know, I'm here, talk to me about what your greatest health challenges are right now. And this is what they brought to me. And so I was like, you know, I think we can, we can do some justice hopefully for- Absolutely. And uh, you mentioned, uh, you spoke to one woman who's been a part of the program. She's benefited from it. 
what are some of the early results from this program? I mean, I know it's tough to maybe gauge numbers at this point because it's so new, but anecdotally, what are they finding in terms of the people they've helped out? Um, I think it's so new, and I think the pandemic has kind of shifted. Um, this area, you know, with some of the other stories that I worked on with this particular area, I think because of the aspect, like the, the rural aspect of it, it's difficult for them to really get concrete numbers. They just know what they're seeing with the people that are coming into their department. Um, I can tell you, um, you know, Melissa Evans, she has um, a very complex story and I wasn't able to tell all of it, but the thing with Melissa is, so, you know, unfortunately she had this very traumatic experience when she was younger um, of being abused by her father sexually. And she just rebelled until it eventually led her to drugs. And she, you know, started using as an adult. Unfortunately, at that point in time, she was also a mom. And so her children grew up seeing her using drugs and they ended up using meth as well. So the entire family is actually benefiting from the Community Navigator Program. Um, they work with Joshua Browning, who you heard from in the piece, who kind of gets into that, like why people are using. And, um, you know, she really sung his praises to just say, you know what, um, we needed help. And we also needed help from somebody who wasn't going to judge us. Yeah. And I think that that's the other aspect of it is that there are people who want to get help, but they're scared to get help because of having to share their story and explain what their situation is and how they got there. I think there's always this kind of assumption uh, that, that appears to clearly be wrong, that people get into drugs because somebody maybe gave it to them in high school or something, and now they're hooked, you know, it's kind of their choice. But I would guess this, this program is kind of uh, noting, like Melissa, a lot of people get into it at a young age because of a trauma in their life. And it's something that they just turn to in a moment of desperation because of something they had no control of, it seems like. You know, um, I, I think that's a really great point and it's an incredible point to make for the simple fact that, you know, I asked her, I'm like, you made this happen in your teen years and you made it as an adult. One would think, you know, to a degree that maybe you overcame it because of the time that had passed. And she was like, you know, I never really had an opportunity to deal with it because I rebelled through different means. And then it just got to the point where she couldn't escape it anymore. And so that's what the drugs did was they allowed her an opportunity to escape, even if it was for a brief period. And then once you start experiencing that escape, apparently you want to keep experiencing that escape. And that was um, something else that was brought up. And um, I it, it really made me think about something um, back when I was in Salt Lake City, um, I worked a lot with the homeless community and you know, in talking to them, there's a lot of people that are working and that are homeless. And, you know, her story really resonated with me because I remember a story of a woman that um, I was very fortunate to tell where she was still working. She was a medical health assistant. She fell on hard times and got evicted. And as a result of the dealing with that trigger and that mental stress, she's out on the streets and then she ends up encountering a drug dealer. And that's how she started using to escape her situation. And one of the things that um, the navigators talked to me about is, you know, a lot of this too is generational. You know, Melissa's situation is something that, you know, you think one aspect 
And that was something that we talked about too, because she's dealing with this through the realm of being sexually abused. For someone else, they may have a different trauma, they may have a different trigger. And so sometimes it's difficult for people to make the connection if that's not their trigger and if that's not their experience, although it's somewhat having the same result. And so um, they were saying that, you know, some of it too is just generational, that there's that mentality of, hey, you just need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And people aren't understanding that this is like a mental health situation. So there's just so many different factors. That's such great insight. And then I get my last question is, does this program believe they can maybe take what they've learned or what they hope they will learn, maybe apply it to other corners of the country dealing with similar issues? I'm not sure about other um, corners of the country. I do know that the thing that they want to do right now is to continue to get the word out because they know that there's that need and they want to make sure that they can meet it as much as they can. Um, and it's just, again, because the program is so new, it's just really about getting the word out and getting their community as healthy as it can be. Nicole, you covered a lot of great ground. Anything else you want to add? And do you mind mentioning the name of the, the program one more time for us? It's called the Community Navigator Program, um, and it's through the Douglas County Health Department in Douglas County, Missouri, and it spans four counties specifically at this point in time, that is Douglas, Ozark, Texas, and Wright Counties. And for anyone who needs any information, they can contact the Douglas County Health Department and they can work through them to, um, you know, if they live in those four counties to hopefully get connected to resources. 